Kaylee, you good to go? Yes, sir. Internet connection. Don't call me, sir. Uh, this is podcast, right? Uh, so, uh, so okay. So, um, is it recording? It's recording. All right. So, we're going to get started. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the very unofficial Logistics Planners Podcast, uh, season two. Uh, can't remember what episode. I always mess them up. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Gonzo, and I'm joined uh, by the intelligent and the intelligent and smooth. I'll go with that. I like that. <laughs> smooth. Wow, that's a first for everything. Thank you for your kind words. Hey guys, it's Champ. I hope you guys have had a lovely week. I hope you guys really enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Took some time to recharge. Uh, hey, we're back in the game, y'all. So I hope y'all ready to fight. Let's go. Hey, today we're joined by a really awesome team of log planners over at Altus Air, Air Force Base. We have Staff Sergeant Story, Senior Airman Smith, and Airman Edwards with us today. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. We are so stoked to have you on. Um, so tell us about yourselves. What are you doing out there? Let's go first. <laughs> okay. So... So here at Altus, I am actually in a, a GS straight civilian position. Uh, so I work in the IDRC here. He was assigned here before his one year tour to Osan, which is how I was able to get a job in the IDRC here. I'm actually a reservist down at the 307th bomb. Okay. Um, I'm Sierra Smith. Um, I was formerly the SAM for Altus. Um, currently, because I just returned from a deployment um, in Qatar, and that was a really awesome experience. It was my first deployment in four years in the Air Force and as a log planner. So, everything uh, being in a hub over there, and yeah, so I'm just hit back over here now, just trying to get back to my day to day operations. I'm Erin Edwards. I'm my first, this is my first base and I work in deployments. So I am soaking up all the new information here. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's awesome. Um, so I will tell you that I have never met any log planner, uh, total force, right? From, from Altus. Uh, I have a good friend, uh, <laughs> Brit um, uh, Brittany Linhart who is from Oklahoma. And I want to say like at some point in, in, in some of her follow-ons from her overseas assignment in Korea, she had Altus on there. I can't remember if she's going there now or somewhere else. But um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, uh, uh, we tend to, and I don't know about it for you, Kaylee, but I know for me, I, I tend to really meet the log planners that are some of these big bases, right? That's who you, that's kind of who you hear about. And, it, it, and, it's, uh, and it's not just because log planners from big bases are, are any better than log planners from smaller, right, bases. It's just that what's going to get the attention, the, the, your freaking big mobility movers, your fighters, your bombers, right? And so, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to get, um, uh, to get you guys from, from Altus. Just kind of pick your brain and then see what our family members from that base and that part of the Air Force are, are doing, right? Because, again, we don't hear it. And... Um, and everybody's story is important. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know anybody from like the Joint Base San Antonio, those log planners. It includes like a uh, Lackland Air Force Base, Randolph Air Force Base. Um, there's a fort. Uh, mm, I grew up there. Can't remember the damn name now. Um, uh, Army Base uh, over there. 
And those log planners, uh, I never hear about San Antonio log planners. Um, I was like, okay, you guys got like reserve aircraft. That's about it. No active duty, some trainers. Uh, well, come to find out that during the border operations, they were a huge hub, right? All of these, uh, all of this personnel and all of this tonnage that was coming into San Antonio and then being funneled out to the different border op bases. Uh, when it came to uh, um, helping out with uh, uh, the Im immigrants that were coming across the border during that time frame, right? They had to had to put those families and those people somewhere. There were a lot of our Texas bases that were doing that. And then of course, no shortage of uh, humanitarian stuff uh, when it comes to like hurricanes and whatnot out of there. So freaking huge. But uh, anyways, okay, I'll get off my horse from ranting. Thank you all for uh, for being on the uh, on the podcast. And so I, uh, um, in no particular order, right? Maybe you guys can go from like left to right, whatever. Um, just, okay, so so you guys are all, uh, we, we also have one uh, total force and then we have two uh, log planners. Um, where have you guys all been prior to uh, to your current gig, if anywhere else? Um, just Altus, I, yeah, just Altus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to account tech schools so in San Antonio. I mean, before that I was in another field, a career field. So I don't think that really counts. Um, but I guess I was that good fellow, but <laughs> <laughs> I, that didn't work and I'm here. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm new, I'm fresh blood. So I do not really have that much experience uh, location wise and different bases. Okay. Uh, so my first original base was over at March Air Reserve Base in Riverside, California. So I was there for seven years over at the wing working with, you know, nice big airplanes and then I traded it in for a Barksdale. Now we work, I work with a bombers and global strike and now I'm here. <laughs> nice. So my first base was, um, I'm really working with fighters and just a big, nice mission. And then apparently I pissed somebody off at AFPC <laughs> and they sent me to all working with a smaller mission, just getting more time to learn, you know, the career field and myself. So, uh, no, that's awesome. So uh, I promise you to piss anybody off, right? Um, uh, so here's what I will tell you, though. Um, how do I say that? I'm not trying to, to come off like favoritism or anything, but the the two uh, young ladies to your left uh, are, are probably, are more than likely very thankful that you're there, that maybe you did piss somebody off over there, you know, at, at AFPC and they put you there because you were going to bring... <laughs> Uh, especially for for you, for you Edwards uh, uh, Smith, you're bringing a freaking very specialized talent that a lot of people don't get, which is being over there at the uh, the third. What is it? The 36, whatever the fighter wing 31st. is over there. 31st, yeah, 31st fighter wing. Um, yeah, busy. Those guys are busy. I, when I was in Germany, I would watch them move all the time. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Um. Sir, did you ask a question? <laughs> yes, uh, you froze, <laughs> and then we, and we're just like, okay. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. sounds like all of our internet is struggling. No, he was saying that it's super awesome that, you know, you joined the team over there, Senior Man Smith, because I'm sure everybody else is super grateful for the talents that you bring to the fight there at Altus Air Force Aww. Base. That, so, it, uh, yeah, that's incredible stuff. Even being employed, coming back from station, I remember, 
you know, I remember the first time that I went out and I came home and, mm -hmm. uh, I think my whole entire mindset changed Thanks. about being mm -hmm. a log planner. Right. And I'm sure you experienced the same thing, um, and bringing home those mm -hmm. talents to your team. Uh, it's, it's invaluable really. Like it, there's no way you can put a value on that. Um, Cause we need that all the time. Everything is always changing constantly. And so when you go down range and you bring home that fresh perspective, it really amplifies mm -hmm. your team and you bring a lot to it. Right. So yeah, super awesome team for sure. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it's a story. You, Oh, you're good. Gonzo. Yeah. Sergeant story. You mentioned, um, you are your guard, right? Reserve. Okay, reserve, and right now you're in, you're in a civilian slot. So, what is that like switching back and forth, kind of? Um, it's been interesting right now. Before, weird because I was in a civilian slot, but I was going to work in uniform every day, and now I've kind of found I think a little, I found some back. I want to say, but it's kind of weird because you know for what, 20 day, 28 days out of the month, I'm here as a civilian. I'm not in the super, help them out as much as I can. And then for two, three days out of the month, I have to like switch my gears and I have to put on like my superintendent. Well, I'm just a staff, um, actually at Barksdale, there's only two log planners. It's just myself and a brand new airman fresh out of tech school. <laughs> so it's how to step into that superintendent senior role without ever having to do it. So it's all been about balance, just trying to find uh, my footing. Yeah, totally understandable. And I, again, what an opportunity as a staff sergeant to fill that role and get that leadership experience. Hard. And I've had some days where I just didn't want to do it anymore. But yeah, you're right. It's It has been... A very good experience, especially in helping me kind of mold me, I guess, for the next rank and my new journey ahead after I leave Altus. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so let me, uh, oh. so yeah, kind of, I'm gonna ask, <laughs> I'm sorry, is my, is my audio okay now? Um, it yeah. is okay, I apologize. I just checked my freaking speed and it shows that I'm getting, I don't know what it is. Um, it might so, be our yeah. room. Our internet here is weird in our building. Yeah. Um, so let me ask this. Uh, when uh, you you spent time, you know, at March, you spent time at Altus. And in your opinion, right, since uh, having been at both those places, how different how different are the expectations of, of log planners at those total cases? So two questions. One, how different is the expectations, right? Not the mission, just what you guys are asked to do, whether it's in our wheelhouse or somebody else's wheelhouse, we just get, have to pick it up. Um, and the second thing would be is how, how does the squadron, how do your fellow log R, how do the fellow 2T2s, the TMO and all them, how do they, how do they look at you guys? Do they look at you guys log planners the same? Um, or is it very <laughs> different or, 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 or is it, or is it very much like looking at you guys, or is it very much a feeling when you come in a, God, they don't know us. They not personally, they just don't know us log planners. Uh, it feels like, okay. So for the first one, the expectations part, um, from the depends from March to Altus, 
expectations I've seen are, they've been the same pretty much across the board when it comes to um, our 2G role. However, at Altus, I will say that because we are an ATC base, and our is um, it's to train. Uh, there's a, there are a couple things that, for example, DERS, uh, <laughs> as brought up, to manage the DERS program, we're, we know what it is, and we've all seen it just probably like, like the icing of the cake, but we've never actually gotten into actually work the program, know it. Here at Altus, it's the IDRC's job to train um, everything DERS related. Command Post here doesn't do it just because their main mission is to focus on the training mission here. So that has just been one different expectation that I've seen. Um, as far as the 2T2 question, I feel like it's really the same everywhere. Um, even in my deployed location, it's like the 2D2s knew who the loggies were, but they don't know what we do or what our role is. That's just, that's been my experience. Do you have anything different, Smith? Actually, I do. I feel like um, in Qatar, our 2D2s were, we had them in our office, but at the same time, they knew who we were and our presence and like what we did for them and the mission personally so that's my experience do you have any experience Edwards? um yes people don't they know who <laughs> i am because i'm involved in the squadron i'm part of a lot of organization stuff but when it comes to a 2g um i don't think they ever they don't know what that is so i Floyd, you'll see me. And they, <laughs> they still don't know after I, honestly, like the phrase I've been hearing like all the time for the past four years is you're either unknown or behind the scenes or you're just a child of LRS or yeah. wherever else <laughs> you go. <'Cause>, <laughs> <laughs> people don't really know until they have to know. And so, hmm. yeah, pretty much. People don't know until they have to know. And that's a mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you said you guys do DERS. I don't think you understand how happy that makes my soul. I am the self-proclaimed number one fan of the defense readiness reporting system. I do it here too. Uh, and I think it's, I genuinely think it's like the coolest thing that has ever been made. Uh, so I want to hear your guys' opinion on DERS. And I, go ahead and be genuine because some people love it in our career field and some people absolutely despise it and want to burn it to the ground. <laughs> DERS looks confusing. Yeah, yeah. it's confusing. Um, <laughs> especially for us. So we just, we just had a unit that was assigned a brand new doc statement, never been assigned a doc statement, never had to report in DERS. And now we're at the challenge of having to train them. So we went to DERS and we're like, we don't, we don't even know what we're doing. All we really know how to do is probably pull numbers just to see how everything looks at the wing level. And then after that, we, we don't know what to do. So we're not huge fans of DERS. We're trying to work with it. We're trying to learn it and see what we can get from it only because now it's up to us to train somebody on it and our command post is no help only because they haven't had to do this mission they haven't had to do DERS training probably since before 2015 so mm -hmm. knew how to do it PCS out and everyone who's there currently they have no idea what to do in DERS either mm -hmm. so as of right now we hate it but if you ask us probably in a couple months we might change our minds 
<laughs> okay, so I think you are going to change your mind. I really hope I, there's a lot of hope inside of me that you will change your minds. Um, so I was kind of in the same position. So I, for the field, if you guys haven't really educated or gotten educated or been educated on DERS, um, just to let you guys know, there is no AFSC in the entire Air Force that actually owns DERS. I'll say it one more time. There is no AFSC that owns DERS. <laughs> But in the AFI, it reads that either XP, Command Post, or the IDRC can take it on, right? I'm not in an IDRC. I sit in WSA. I'm uh, supposed to be in a one deep slot. And Sergeant Jarvis happens to be the the blessed backbone <laughs> of my whole <laughs> life and is a log planner too. Um, it, so it's weird, right? And when I got here, I was like, oh, well, I've heard of DERS before, but I don't even know what that is. No training, nothing. There is no training, right? And you guys mm -hmm. know the CBT <laughs> was taken down, like that yeah. CBT was any help, but it was put on, and this is an OSD directed system. So all service branches are using DERS. This is the sole readiness reporting system for the entire Department of Defense. Holy cow, right? Number one, that's what everybody's using. So it's important. And when I tell you guys, it makes so much sense for log planners to dabble in DERS. It really does, um, especially once you figure out all the ins and outs of it. And I'm not going to lie, it's confusing. And it took me about eight months to figure out how to even use the system. And I struggle every day to still do it because uh, just like any normal log plan shop, we only have viewer rights. <laughs> Yeah. So we don't get to see all the buttons, right? So it's hard to walk our units through that stuff. And there's a lot of challenges that come with it. But if there was an AFSC in the Air Force to take it on, I would be an advocate of it. I know Chief Griff is probably going to want to take all of my left toes and burn them off of me one by one when he hears that, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh yeah, so it's a really great system and I wish all log planners would get in it and, and look at their units doc statements and understand um, their mission essential tasks lists and all of the things that units are supposed to be doing. Learn what abide UTC is, you know, all of those different things. And Altus, if you guys need training, you can always hit me up um, because I'm really interested in DERS and I, I built a training for my wing. Um, so if you guys do need help, yeah, just reach out. I've got some things. And also, uh, Airman <laughs> Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Find me on the Cipernet. I'm the only Kaylee champion on the Cipernet. Airman Edwards, you said people don't know I'm a log planner, but people know who I am because I'm involved in the squadron. Y'all, uh, look, I know when y'all planners in the field hear this episode, you're going to be like, oh, well, it's all come full circle. Because that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about getting out and connecting with your squadron and being involved, building relationships, because why? Nobody's going to know you're a log planner until it's time to know you're a log planner, but you're going to already have relationships built and it's going to make your life so much easier. It right. Does. Airman Edwards, can you testify? Yeah. Could you just testify to that for a minute? Preach to us. How do, how do relationships in the squadron help you to do your job better? Well, um, well, for example, I know my, my passion relationship, not that I'm in trouble or anything, but just <laughs> getting around and, with Booster Club and fundraising, me and him building a relationship has helped. Um, he has sent me uh, things of that nature to get more productive Altus because he knows that here it's it's boring and um, it's boring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say boring, it but boring. It, yeah. So he he would help me with things like that, and then 
but oh and also our our chief or our standing chief he's a senior so our chief gets here um we're having relationship with him that's helping me as far as about writing bullets i know i know how to do that they might suck i know how to write some bullets and um he also um knows the loggies also so we talk about that and he he agrees he said that yeah nobody knows what you do but i do because i have friends who are log planners so we talk about that and just things of that nature. So it helps me get involved with higher ranking and just other airmen also. They don't know me as being a 2G, they know me in another aspect. That is so dope. And I'm proud of you <laughs> for doing that. So keep doing it. But hey, I'm going to challenge you because guess what? Leadership can happen at any rank, at any level. Next time you go somewhere, I want you to bring not just one person with you, but I want you to bring two people with you certain story i need to hold you accountable for a minute and holding down the fort and allowing two airmen if you have two airmen how many people are there well, <laughs> allow them to go <laughs> okay all three yeah really oh my gosh five we have like five people i think right now in the office yeah. we have an a1c currently deployed and um superintendent okay. mass sergeant kemp Shout is also him. deployed and we actually just got a brand new staff sergeant. He is retraining from security forces. So he's an upgrade training currently. Oh, fun. Okay. That's so, so that's really all we got. So um, no, Kaylee. So I think we'll bring, we'll try to bring Edwards back on another, her own episode, because I'd love to hear an Edwards perspective. Like you kind of got into it about what you're doing for, for these, but yeah, I know Kaylee. Uh, geeks over that shit about you know being in like you know being a lower ranking um you know being a lower ranking uh uh airman or nco and then what life is like outside of the office right and how you build those relationships so no that's that's amazing i totally agree man i totally agree uh kaylee thank you for bringing that up so um i want to hit on just a couple of things right so the first thing when you talk uh you guys just described you uh, uh smith you just came back from deployment recently you got your superintendent out and you got another airman out right deployed so um, I don't know. Have you guys ever wondered why the hell Altus of all places is getting hit for deployments? Um, yeah, you guys, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. You guys might, you guys might think. Actually, hey. I have the opposite of that. I, I, <laughs> I want to know why we don't get picked up for more deployments. But since I've been here for two years, well, going on two years now, and we had a, I had a task here last year. But I just feel like other bases like deploy more rapidly than us for obvious reasons they're bigger and it's we don't get any experience to go out to do those things like things that we're trained to do home station so and you so, out as oc you didn't so even yeah I didn't, I didn't even go out as a log planner i went out as fp and i just finagled my way into being the log planner again but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i get sad because we don't get no tasking so so no, that, that, that's a great, that's a great question. So let me kind of try to put it without getting too much of the weeds of the perspective of you, right? So um, what, uh, it has, um, of course, it has to do with how you're postured, right? How are you mm -hmm. guys posturing your log planners on the UTA? So for Sergeant Kemp, right, since he's your superintendent, uh, that would be for him to look at and, and, and assign you guys, um, you know, as you see fit. Of course, if you're in one of your, you know, DW postured UTCs, the chances that you're going to get hit by the AAF schedule is a lot higher, right? So that's one piece. Mm -hmm. Second piece, why is it that you would, I know you, there's multiple bases in uh, uh, in Oklahoma, right? Let's just say you have one, it's AETC, you guys, and you have another one, I, I don't know, let's just say the other one's AMC. I, I don't know if it is or whatnot, right? Well, the mm -hmm. way forces are presented, uh, 
I'm hoping I'm using it the right terminology, is a little different, right? So um, we have our SECAF, uh, our, yeah, Secretary of Air Force uh, Forces that are there to support combatant command requirements, right? Mm -hmm. um, those those uh, uh, are typically gonna come out of your ACC bases, your mm -hmm. uh, AFMC bases, and your AETC bases, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why you might have a log planner that you came out of tech school with, your career took you from ACC, <laughs> ACC to AFMC to AETC, you're asked to get deployed every single time, that person is at a, uh, AMC base, right? Maybe they're at Scott. Then they go to a PACAF base and then they go to like a USAFE base, right? Well, there's a difference. Your, uh, your uh, units that are Air Mobility Command, your units that are uh, at Barksdale, right? Uh, your uh, Global Strike, your units who are assigned um, to USAFE and PACAF, those, those uh, uh, units there, I think depending on how the positions were bought, are going to be forces that are readily available to support who? Those commanders, those combat commanders. When you're at Global mm -hmm. Strike, you're there to support, uh, for the, the majority of forces are US STRATCOM. AMC bases, uh, units you're there to support, US TRANSCOM commander. And then of course, USAFE, UCOM, PACAF, that, that, that for. So that's kind of, um, so it's kind of like my luck, right? That's not to say that if you're assigned to AMC, Global Strike, a, uh, uh, PACAF and, and USAFE, you're not gonna deploy. No, there's still positions that go out of there. But it, but um, but they're less likely to go, right? So that's kind of how that um, that works out. So okay, so get off my horse on that. So let's go back to talking about Durs real quick. Um, Kaylee is here's what, I, here, here, uh, here's what I'll offer, right? I agree with Kaylee. Let me back up. So I agree with the statement that logistics planners should have a role when it comes to uh, to, to readiness reporting which is art and nerves right now, right? Um, I agree with that, that statement. Um, what I would say is, uh, um, in my opinion only, that our roles in both of those readiness, oh, they fell off. They did. Did they fall off in yours? All right, shit, okay. okay. Anyways, so now this yeah, is you. So no, I agree with it, right? And so, uh, 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 and I'll talk from the kind of, um, it, it has to be their internet connection because mine's, like smoking. Mm -hmm. well, anyways, yeah, it's um, there. Is there? You know. uh, so, so, oh, here, they come back. All right, you guys there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. So, yeah, okay. so, so we uh, as log planners definitely should have a role, right, within that. In my opinion, my opinion only, our role shouldn't be to do the collection of data on other people's behalf, which is kind of what we do in, um, in art right now, right? Mm -hmm. We're more of yeah. like, we're more of like, uh, we're less program managers and more program administrators or admin. We, we, we start admin, right? So, but to go back to what Kaylee said um, and to kind of echo your, what you guys talked about, like, hey, um, you know, we don't like it because, you know, we're being asked to do a lot more. I'm guessing the reason that you don't, that you guys are, are feel the way you do and that I felt the way when I first started messing with it and that the folks in the, in the community feel that way, it's because we don't know it, right? And so it, it, it's almost with anything, like human beings don't like change and, and human beings really don't like it whenever you give them something that they don't know or see any value in or understand. And then you ask them to try to sell it to somebody else. You're like, what the fuck, you know, like, I, how do you expect yeah. them to do that? And so, um, and so, yeah, it's huge, right? But it, it, it uh, um, where you're, where you're gonna see value in it, once you guys get in there, once you guys get familiar with it is, 
you're going to, uh, uh, and is what we need to be able to do as planners with the two readiness systems is to start making the connections, right? My customers don't care that I can export some ones and zeros and numbers and give that to them and say, here's your report. What they do care about is if I can take my UTC reporting out of art and I can, and then I can pull my DERS reporting, right? And then I could take a look at whatever plans or requirements that I am, that I'm supporting at my wing and say, Hey, based on this ready, our two ready supporting IT systems, if in the, in the event that Altus or whatever mission you have there is asked to send whatever forces could be log planners, could be uh, a security forces guy, could be a couple of seed troops. If we're asked to support this plan right now, we have deficiencies in these areas based on the reporting, right? And it gets into that an analytical thinking, which is where the career field is trying to go, right? To be able to say, hey, so that our customers don't come to us just asking for reports. That's nothing. I don't feel any value as a human when somebody's like, come get me a report. Like, Fuck it. I'll give you the link. You go do it, right? But I do feel that I, like I do feel value when somebody's like, "Yo, I have a problem. I'm worried that we're going to be sending X amount of forces over to this location, but I think we're on the hook to go support some other location. Like, you know, wh where do I go look, and how do I know whether or not I, we can do it? That's when we start uh, bringing ourselves up as log planners. Uh, um, so, all right, off my high horse with that. Last thing, you guys are uh, Kaylee graciously offered her help when it comes to DERS. I would take it up if you guys have time, and if she does, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In addition to that, I, I'm sure you guys have heard the name um, Brian Sharp, right? Uh, oh, Brian Sharp is your, yeah, Brian Sharp is over there and he's in the A4 at AETC, right? Um, I don't know, I, I'm pretty damn sure that it's going to be somebody in the A3 at AETC who mm -hmm. handles the readiness reporting, right? But if I were you guys, I'd reach out, give him a call, shoot him an email and say, hey, Mr. Sharp, um, who would be a good POC, uh, a Durst me on the AETC staff? um that could help us out we got some questions when it comes to just the program and then maybe the training right um maybe there is a training that that they are doing that team altus just doesn't know about because team altus ha really hasn't had to do DERS, right mm -hmm. and, and so and so yeah so definitely man like um i'll echo what kaylee said it's a it's a very valuable tool uh and, and our log planners should it be just daily admins of it we should definitely have a working knowledge of it and how it fits into our readiness toolbox. Because at the end of the day, uh, while DERS, while the, the readiness AFI doesn't, like Kaylee said, doesn't directly identify two Gs by functional area or by name, all it says is where we work at, right? Or a portion of us work at. Mm -hmm. um, readiness is, is, is part of, uh, is within our CFATP and our portfolio. So anything readiness, is stuff that we we should be looking at because uh um well because eventually uh you guys might be at a place like aviano where it's freaking huge right where mm -hmm. you're just not supporting europe you know you send forces to the i guess it would be to the east quite often mm -hmm. and then you definitely send forces down south to another continent um uh you know right below you guys or kind of kind of right below you guys right so so that's when so when you have a lot of hands to feed or people would come in with their hands out it comes mm -hmm. into play so Anyways, long rant, uh, but yeah, it's huge. Take advantage of it. It's going to take a while, though. Call Brian. Sharp. And it's not over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it's it's changing. That that Durs IT. I'm fortunate that I get to sit uh, where I sit at, and I've sat on a couple of briefs where how they're uh, you know with they they are they're, they kind of train the IT system a very you know strategic little view, and they talk about some of the things they're trying to change with it. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, when you uh, um, uh, 
the Air Force is, is talking a lot about how we present our forces, right? Right now, the Air Force presents its forces in UTCs, little small modular bucks, right? Um, but when you look at how our sister services present their forces, the Marines in their MAGTAPs, right? Uh, the, the Navy and their carrier strike groups, those are thousands and thousands of, uh, of, of capabilities that they package up and they display quickly. When you overlay some readiness mm -hmm. data on there, it gets pretty fucking cool. Um, oh, and by the way, like Kaylee said, this is the DOD's single source for readiness, uh, or, you know, for, yeah, for uh, uh, defense readiness reporting. You know who's looking at that? Where our sec desk, uh, the, the chairmans, the folks that are over there and saying, do we, hypothetically, would we potentially want to put ourselves in a conflict or answer this or help this other country out? Um, can we? And they look at readiness reporting and they weigh it yeah. you know is the juice worth the squeeze and it's crazy it's i get i know for me as a cross-trained log planner i think i i thought for years in terms of this like onesie twosies right all we do is send people to ied or we send people to kuwait or we send people to africa or like that at the end of the day nobody gives a shit about that nobody mm -hmm. cares about that i mean air force cares about it right but oh uh, they broke up um, we're planning but, on big units <laughs> but yeah but, we, but no, really nobody cares about that no, nothing's mm -hmm. going to stop it if, if we can't get one person out of you. Yeah, I'll get and, off my uh, another right. thing I'll, I'll add to it because it's not over. Uh, my favorite part about DERS, this is my most favorite thing about it is, yeah, it's this huge system and it's complicated and there's a lot of buttons in it and numbers and acronyms that you, we already had speak acronym. That's a language for us. Um, but my favorite part about DERS is how we directly affect the quality of life in our wing through that system, because that's how we advocate for the needs of our airmen. That's how the movers and shakers communicate is through the defense readiness reporting system, because that doesn't just happen at wing level. It's not just a monthly readiness brief with your wing commander. They have the MAGCOM working groups, the headquarters working groups. And then they, when we really can't solve stuff on our own, we take all of that data and our headquarters goes and testifies in front of Congress and says, we need this stuff, right? And we, we literally affect the National Defense Authorization Act and our funding within our military, our capabilities and how we're able to allocate resources. That's the language everybody is speaking. So as a logistics planner, I think it is the coolest thing in the universe to help my partners out to serve other people through DERS, literally because anything can get solved through DERS. I've watched it in the last year and a half that I have been here. We have built new infrastructure. We have gotten um, new, brand new gates on our installation. We have earned over 30 manpower billets to build up our base again. I mean, it, it's incredible what you can accomplish when you fully understand the big picture and what you're doing with these little tedious tasks and putting comments and reporting your CB DIRT numbers. It's all incredible. It really and truly is. But we have to take the time to educate ourselves and seek out the knowledge because it's not always going to be given to us. And DERS in itself, we already know it's complicated um, and no career field owns it. So there's no formal training other than this brand new stuff that each MAGCOM was required to roll out in February of this year. Y'all, official formal training was published February of 2020. Whoa, right? So who knows how long people have gone uh, not knowing what this system does for us, right? And then the more people 
figure it out and understand it. Imagine how powerful we're going to be in. And when we figure out how to green up all of our units per se, right. And how much easier our lives are going to get when we're, when we're saying, no, we're hurting down here. We need people, we need infrastructure, we need resources, we need money. And then it just starts falling out of the sky all because of this one system. It's incredible to me. I could talk about it all day. I'll stop there. So, so now she's just showing off of her knowledge of the system. <laughs> no, she, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 she definitely, you said something that uh, you made, God damn it. You said a lot of good stuff, but you made a connect. Okay. The money piece, the requirements, the, the, the resources, right. That's fucking huge. Cause again, you know, just to kind of bring it back, you, you know what the LR, you know what the, the, the wing commander at Altus doesn't give a shit about whether he can send one finance troop to Qatar for six months. You know what he or she does care about? Whether or not the security forces guys have the ammo, the uh, the shooting range, or the mm-hmm. capabilities to guard his or her installation, right? Mm-hmm. Guess where that's going to get reported in? Just like what Kaylee said. So that's how these folks get that shit. That's fucking huge. Thank you so much. I, I never... I didn't think about that correlation between the two, Kayla. Thank you. You just gave me something else to, to steal and put in my um, my toolbox. But um, but yeah, okay. So um, we've talked a lot. And, and I, I, <laughs> I, I always do it myself too. And Kaylee loves, God, we're going to have to talk dirt one day. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> no, because because it's good stuff because it's these are like the topics that come up and we're like, shit, we need a Durs episode, right? We need to bring on people from the operations side that come on there and just Talk to us about it. Anyways, okay. So getting back to you guys, right? Um, we'll ask you guys. Uh, so, what uh, what are so what do you guys think about the career field? What are the things you guys like, oh. and what do you think the things? And, and again, don't hold back. And what do you think the things that we're lacking, right? Because it, because at the end of the day, if we as as log planners, each individual don't feel fulfilled, right? If we don't see the value in what we do, or we don't see the value in why we come to work, then we're never going to be happy, right? You can't fake it. So, 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 what do you guys think? You have a lot to I say. Let it go first. Let us go first. I have a lot to say. Let us go first. Oh no, you go. You have a lot. I, I do. Take it away. Um, I feel like personally, uh, log plans is a very top-heavy career field, and it's very um. How do I say this? I don't want to say it without offending y'all. It's very like old people clickish like texting <laughs> above like y'all have y'all little cross trainee like y'all was in the military since the 90s group and, and <laughs> i feel like i i feel like the, the ncos and senior seals not everybody but i feel like a lot of ncos and senior seals of log plans they kind of leave their airmen behind the dust like if we Personally, for us, like, I feel like we're very involved in learning our jobs and just, like, becoming, like, the best law planners we can be. I feel like a lot of NCOs and senior SEALs, like, they move past their airmen and they don't take their airmen with them to advance with them and to learn their knowledge about stuff. Like, like DERS, I would never, I would have never do half the stuff about DERS if I didn't have, like, somebody like her or people like y'all, like, to reach out to. But, like, Log plans is a beautiful career field. It's very like informative. You can learn a lot by being a log planner, but I feel like I, like airmen, most of the stuff you learn as log planner, you don't learn into later into your career. And I feel like that's very unfortunate for um, your junior enlisted airmen. Cause all we know, like if you're like ignorant to the fact or you're just willing to play your part until you move on, all you know is pulling the tiffin, 
support agreements, the bare minimum support agreements, and just coming to work and so like operational level DERS, um, um, what like TDYs and stuff, conference AF conferences. Like, no, nope, we wouldn't know about that unless somebody like brings us up with us. And I, I think I've seen Kelly post a uh, something on the log plans Facebook talking about like bring have a seat at the table for your airmen too. Like, y'all already have a seat because you're already there. But like bring us so we can learn and we can be these badass log planners too. So when it's time for y'all to move on and retire, then you know the career for is in good hands. That's my two piece about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, also, I feel like active duty log planners don't get anything. I feel like we don't get Jack Diddley squat shit <laughs> compared um, <laughs> compared to our reserve and guard um, planners. I, when I was deployed, the our guard reserve planners made it seem like it was utopia on the other side and it's just like they have more freedom to really mold their career and uh shape it to how they want to versus after duty log planners because once you're in a spot you know you're stuck <laughs> until the air force decides to move you or decides to advance your career for you or not but with them they can just hop around move around they have more freedom for deployments tys all sorts of types of things so that's how I feel about log plans and my both senior airmen <laughs> and my senior perspective. Well, in my A1C perspective, <laughs> uh, I only been here for a year, but um, I learned everything from other airmen. And by other airmen, I mean senior Emma Smith and uh, Sergeant Story, because here, like I said before, it gets very repetitive. So yeah, I just literally pulled the tip tip bid and talked to TMO. Um, but if it wasn't for me, like just going across the, um, I almost said classroom, going across the office and speaking to IPR, I wouldn't know how to do certain things. Like today, I just found out there was a DAP code list. And that's literally so simple. <laughs> that's literally so simple. I didn't, I was like, hey, is there a list for all the DAP codes so I can take a look at it just to know? And she's like, yeah, I have it right here on my desk. And I'm like, how long has that been there? And then, or just things like, um, a lot of the things I learned is a word to mouth and just me taking the initiative and talking to other people. And like I said, networking with people outside of my career field, like um, either the chief or even some two, I had a, a what was that training you sent me to? Pallet build up. The pallet build up. I didn't, had no idea I would do that in the point location, mm -hmm. but wonderful Sergeant Story, just by <laughs> talking to her, was able to set up that training for me. So I feel like it's easy to get complacent, especially if you're at a slow base like Altus. Right, yeah. you, I, I see it all every day. It's easy to get complacent if you don't take initiative and actually want to learn. Mm -hmm. I don't like being a burden at work so I, i'm not trying to come to work and just sit on my ass all day so that's just the type of person i, I am but yeah it's really easy to just get lazy and just not try mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah and also yes td wise i have yet to be go to dk so put that on this podcast and maybe somebody <laughs> yeah can, <laughs> can, can, can somebody can open up a seat for me Oh, I've never been to log mine, so if you would oh like a seat for me, every I, you know what I, I could, I yeah, I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna stop there. But yeah, that's how I feel, and you know, yeah, yeah, just gotta make a make way, make do. Um. Okay. So for me, I will say that I love being a log planner. Uh, I got to pick what I wanted to do. My reserve recruiter, she gave me a list of everything. I read through it. And I remember when I signed my contract, she said that I was picking one of the best career fields in the Air Force. I thought she was just saying that so she can get her little commission, <laughs> but she was right. I really do enjoy log plans. Um, being in the career field, I've also noticed 
that it relates to a lot of things in the outside world. Mm -hmm. So if I ever just one day do decide to stop working for the Department of Defense, I can go work logistics anywhere else because everything revolves around logistics. So I do enjoy that. Uh, some things in the career field that I personally feel are a little sucky is going to classes and I don't know if that's like a reserve thing or an active duty thing, but I feel it's very hard to get our airmen just to go to log mod, uh, decades. Um, but it also does sometimes feel a little culty. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel like it feels like that for all components. It's usually the higher ups who know everything. They have all the knowledge and for whatever reason, they, they, they don't want to, they don't want to share it. Mm -hmm. They sometimes want to keep it to us. I've met tech sergeants and above who have all this knowledge and instead of helping the young airmen they kind of sabotage in a way so it seems that they know what they're doing and their airmen don't so that's just one thing I don't like and going up the ranks it's something that I don't I don't want to be that kind of NCO senior NCO so you know like whatever I know I disperse it out whatever I don't know I guess we we all don't know together we're gonna figure <laughs> it out together one way or another but yeah, overall, like I can't really com complain about it. Um, being a reserve log planner, I do like that I get to mold my own career. I kind of get to move. I go to the bases that I want to, so I can really pick where I want to work, what different things I want to see. Um, my next adventure after this will be going IMA. So if anyone from Kadena is listening, I hope you join us <laughs> in a couple Shameless months. <laughs> Sergeant's story is an encyclopedia. Since she has gotten here, if if the if the AFI don't have the answer and the president and the president don't have the answer, Sergeant's story is gonna find the answer. And even if it's not the even if it's not the answer, she's gonna give you a phone number, an email, uh, I don't know, a, a, a handwritten letter. <laughs> where you can find the answer. So I am grateful for her because I pretty much learned art through her. I was just clicking buttons and art for the longest. And I, I yes, so. I never, I don't like not knowing an answer. And even when I was brought up as an airman, I, I was telling Airman Edwards, the first thing I did as an airman was read all of 10-401. Uh, I remember my superintendent printed it out for me and he was pretty surprised I wanted to read it. I didn't understand anything about it because I was fresh out of tech school, but I read it. And surprisingly, years later, someone will say something. I'm like, I feel like I've, I feel like I've read that somewhere. It sounds really familiar. And sure enough, it's because I read an AFI. I'm, I'm big on AFIs. I love reading AFIs. Uh, it all doesn't stick in my head. But like I said, sometimes just from a random conversation or when I'm looking at something, it, it just clicks. But yeah. Haley, I want you to go first. <laughs> I want to hear your perspective on okay. it from because from, from, you're because because you're that's, that's your age group that's your rank group right there so I do I want to yeah. hear you. Um, so the more I talk to people and the more I hear their experiences so there was a point in in time in my career that obviously I think we all kind of go through where it's just like a a bag of poop is dropped on your head and it sucks <laughs> and it stinks for a while right um but the more I talk to people, I, the more I realize that as a, as a very young airman, when I first came in the Air Force, I probably had the best leadership team that I could have had in my entire career. And I'm going to name names because it's important. Abigail Gregory, Abigail Rinaldi. Um, you guys have heard me talk about her so much. Uh, in my eyes, she was the best log planner that had ever existed. 
ever. She was my first site supervisor in the Air Force as well. Um, Casey Wilson, Shantae Williams. I love her. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was where I was raised. Randy Davis, uh, Joel Doran. Those were the people who raised me. Um, Christopher Ray, uh, gosh, who else was in there? I, I want to name everybody, but like, if you were a part of that team, like, just know, like you guys, you guys gave me the best foundation that anybody could have ever been given. Um, so huge shout out and thank you to, to the that first leadership team that I'd ever had in my career. Um, because I have been in a spot where, where information was withheld and it kind of did feel a little culty for a minute there. Right. Um, but that leadership team never withheld information and they gave me tough love. I respond to tough love and, and from the get, they knew how to get to me. And it was through tough love. They didn't accept failure. Um, they made sure that I learned things. And then I kind of transitioned to this, this next period in my career. I deployed, um, and that was a, a rough deployment. Amber Austin, you held it down. Jeff Faulkner, you held it down. Um, whew, Cause that one was rough. Uh, and then I came home and it was this huge transition, right? Where my, my shop was all brand new. Um, the IDO who was a civilian, Joel Doran, he had PCS and, and it was just a lot of growing pains. Right. And that was a point in my career where, where I felt nervous for the first time growing pains. Right. Um, and, and from then on, it, it transitioned to this period where I was so used to having really good leadership who would push me and would help me understand things to where I kind of was left out of the conversation. I didn't quite understand. Um, granted, that leadership team, we went through the force distribution together where everyone was getting voluntary separated and getting payouts and bailouts and stuff, right? So we went from a shop of nine people down to myself and Shantae Williams, right? <laughs> and uh, so I learned a lot in that period. So anyways, I what I'm trying to get at is it, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know where we went wrong as a career field but we've got to get out of it. We've got to get at it. We've got to drop the old mindset of withholding information. We've got to drop the mindset of this new generation coming in. They're just young and whatever people think. Um, we talk about what generation Z, X, Y, element OP at this point. Um, but what I do know is we're all airmen. What I do know is we're all log planners. And if one of us sucks, like we're all gonna suck. If one person is really great then that one person is going to be really great you know what i'm saying so we want to build a team we want to have um level playing fields and i talked about this morning i don't know if you guys saw my facebook video i post well i'm starting this new thing called boot talk when i put on my boots in the morning uh, i get on facebook and i talk to people right about things that i thought about in the morning i do self-reflection so what i talked about this morning is um something that a good mentor of mine actually told me Senior Master Sergeant Harrison, um, this last year, I've really been trying to focus on leadership and learning how to be a good leader. Why? Because I am a tech select. I've been in for nine years and I have never had a troop. And it scares the living dog shit out of me to think that one day I could go to an IDRC where I have to lead people and NCOs at that. And I've never actually had any supervisory experience. So um, my purpose in this journey that I've been doing in the last year of learning about leadership is I really want to take care of people because I 
have been in positions where I've been taken care of really, really well. And then other positions where I've been totally dropped to the side or told to act a certain way when I didn't quite understand how to act that way, right? I needed development. And instead of getting development, I just was told and directed to do things. And I didn't understand why, you know, that what, that's not leadership. That's, that's being a boss. So it scares me, right? And I need to make sure that I set myself up because I have the potential to leave here as a master select. If that happens and I've never had a freaking troop in my life and I know not the first thing about leadership, it's not going to be me that's SOL. It's going to be my teammates that's SOL. And that's not fair to anybody. So what I will say to, <laughs> I'm not even going to say the O word. The people who have been in for a lot longer than, than the rest of us, <laughs> we need your help. We need your help. And, and if I can have a call to leadership at this moment in time, we need to drop the mentality of I am holier than thou. We need to drop the mentality of I'm going to show out because I know everything. If you're operating at a hundred percent and you have teammates that are operating about 85% and they're looking up at you and they're like, Hey man, you made it. Oh, how'd you do that? Can you help me out? You know, I need you to quit producing so damn much and operating at hundred percent and maybe drop it to, to 95% and then bring your teammates up, each one of them up 5%. Okay. Now you're operating at a 90% level, but keep going. And then you get a level playing field and then everybody is producing. Everybody's happy. Everybody feels proud of themselves because they see their work and they're involved and they get a seat at the table right? That's one of the biggest things we need to talk about. Have a seat at the table with your airmen. You're already a leader. You're already at the table, right? Bring them with you. Expose our young airmen to these, these strategic and operational concepts and discussions that we are having as leaders. And you're going to change your airmen's mindset and you're going to blow their freaking brains and they're going to be amazed. They're going to be inspired. They're going to want to be like you. They're going to want their own seat at the table, right? And I think that's the ultimate goal. That's, that's, that takes a culture shift. So leaders, when I'm talking to you, I'm asking for a, a call to leadership. I'm asking for a culture change. We're all asking for a culture change. And I think it's possible. Absolutely. It is possible. We just got to do it. And it, accountability starts with me. When I lead from the inside out and I put my heart and soul into something and I genuinely invest in people, they're going to invest 10 times harder. And I've seen it because I've had people who have, have invested their entire heart and soul into me and my career. And it's paid out dividends. When I see people give me effort, I do not want to let them down. I do not want to let them down. So I'm going to do everything that I possibly know how to do to make sure I don't let them down. And in that I grow, right? And that's what, that's what we're trying to do here. That's what we want. And it's possible. You just got to do it. I like that. I think you're hundred percent on, and I don't think anything that you've asked is um, you're asking for, you're asking for people to be basic human beings, right? <laughs> you're not asking for nothing to be, I mean, you're not asking. And so, and that's the, sh that's the shitty part about it. And here's what I mean by that. Right. So it is okay as an E1 all the way through E9 to not know everything. It's okay. Um, it's okay if you haven't been privileged enough to be at bases like Lake Heneath, Kadena, Aviano, Hill, Travis, Langley, 
you name it, and spent your career at an Altus, at a Goodfellow, at a, um, I can't remember, like at a Tyndall, right? It's okay. This career field, I say this career field, the military, um, is very much uh, experience. Is it, it has almost everything to do with where you're at, right? Um, so part of it has to do with where you're at. The other part, who you're with, right? Um, it is not okay to be anybody E1 all the way through E9 who has training, knowledge, and experience and doesn't give it to somewhere else, to somebody else, right? Whether they're above you as a cross trainee or below you as somebody who came out of the pipeline, rank-wise, right? Um, I'll go on the record and say, and I've said this before, I think I said it on a long plans uh, event uh, years ago, is that if you're somebody that hoards knowledge, you care what rank, skill, how long you've been in, where you've been, what color you are, what religion you are. If you are somebody who actively looks to hoard information to prop yourself, for whatever reason, prop yourself up or you, you don't care, whatever, you're a piece of shit and you have no place in this family. In 2020 and 20, going into 2021, you don't. And I promise you that I'll do whatever, that, that there are, regardless of rank, Let's say there are people who have been in the career field quite a quite a long time that are now looking for those individuals. And when you're found, you're going to be called out, right? Because you should be. You should be painted with that scarlet letter. Um, to everything that you guys said, whether it's you, Kayla, whether it's you guys at Altus, it's true. It is true. Uh, I, I, do, uh, um, I will tell you that I have personally heard of clicks right amongst the NCOs or senior NCOs or chief level. I've been in this career field now 11 years. I'm going on 18 years in the Air Force. Um, I have never uh, been a part of one of those cliques or maybe I have and I just don't know, right? Um, I will tell you that uh, if there's a perception out there that there are people in the career field um, who are, who are uh, chiefs or senior mass sergeants or mass sergeants that are actively looking to make sure uh, I'm saying that are actively impacting somebody's ability to uh, uh, to go up to a board or to make rank. It's probably not happening, especially when you get to master, senior, and chief, because nobody in the career field sits on those boards. It's other people's, right? Um, uh, but but what I will say is that your raider, right? The, your leaders, especially your direct supervisor, um, 100% can impact your ability. Um, or your, your, your potential to, to win awards, to make rank, right? Um, in both a positive and negative way. And so, um, so yeah, uh, those are things we do have, and we have had a cultural problem in the career field. I'm, um, I don't have the answers on how we're gonna fix it, um, but I can tell you that in my experience, it's not so much generational as it is log trans, my, I guess my, I like to say log plans privilege the privilege to have worked with the smartest people, the privilege to have worked at huge fighter bomber or mobility bases, the privilege to have worked at a joint job somewhere in your career, the privilege to have been allowed to go do an additional duty and then come back to log plants, right? The privilege to have went to DCAPES, went to Logmont, deployed to multiple jobs, right? That is all privilege. And there's nothing in the career field right now, there's nothing in the Air Force that's gonna guarantee that your ass is gonna get it, nothing. There is nothing in there right? Um, however, you can control it. Take a look at our CFETP. 
take a look at our 31, 26, 29, 36, 21, 29. Yeah. And take a look at the pyramid. Our career field leader, my boss, Chief Griffith, has went out there and published what looks like the log plans Bible. It has a pyramid and says at each rank, at each skill level, what duty titles you should have, what classes um, education wise, you know, uh, PME you should have what types of uh, TDY courses you should have, you, you should have attend, you should be looking to attend, right? And so if you follow that, for the log planners that are listening, for especially for you, uh, you, young log planners, take a look at that and then go and sit down with whoever the senior person is in the shop, if it's not your, or your supervisor, whoever it is, and say, hey, I see that I'm at this point in my career. I have yet to hit these milestones that, that are out of my control, like going to these courses, getting these opportunities. What do you and I need to do together in order to get there, right? Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I I don't mean to rant on this, but it, but it very is, man. Like I, I've 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 seen it firsthand where we, for whatever reason, whether it's selfishness, whether it's culture, whether what it is, that we as log that this career field will leave others behind, right? And it doesn't make any fucking sense because there's only 700 or a little under 800 of us ish active duty. So if you fuck somebody over, your ass is going to see them again. Right. It's not like you're, it's not, you know, <laughs> there's not security forces. And so, um, and so, yeah. And, and so, um, but again, uh, uh, I'm not, I, I uh, we can't allow it. Right. To me, uh, while it's not on the same uh, uh, it doesn't have the same type of, of human impact as things like as sexual harassment, racism, sexism, and prejudice, right? It very much can make somebody feel like shit when you're their boss or whether you're, you don't even have to be the person's boss, whether you're the senior person in the, in the office or whatever the location, and you're actively looking to let, to not help those others around you. It makes people feel like shit, right? And, um, and so, so yeah, it, I agree with Kaylee. Uh, it can be changed. Uh, there are people in our career field, our senior leaders, who are looking at ways, what can we do to change that culture in the career field? What can we do to put people in a position that if they make the decision to not share knowledge, training, and experience with others, that they're going to be called out and screw making sure that they go, don't get promoted, right? Because they'll find a way. They'll, they'll win awards. They'll find a way to get promoted. But, but figure out a way to say that when they walk in the room, being like, everybody gets quiet. And it's not because we like you. It's because we know what you've done, right? And that more than anything, I know for me personally, if I got that scarlet letter on me, that would hurt more than anything else in the world, right? Because you can't hide it. You just got to live with it, right? Um, but, uh, but anyways, yeah, man, it, it's, uh, uh, so, so what I'll say, man, as uh, somebody who's, uh, I, I guess I'm a career field leader, I, I don't know, I would say I would apologize to you guys, um, especially for, for the two airmen, right? Um, it fucking sucks. It sucks. When, it, uh, I've been there. It sucks when you come into work every day and when somebody asks you what you did, you're like, I pulled a tip bid. And when they ask, and, 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 and right? No, but, but, it, but it's life. It's life, right? It, um, it, it's life because, and then when they ask you, well, how'd you pull the tip bid? You turn around and you show somebody the steps that you've written down step-by-step step that you have to do to pull a tip bid, or somebody else gave you a cheat sheet on how to pull a tip bid, right? And then you go home at the end of the day and that's all you've done. And it's not because that's the only one task you did, Fuck it. That's your one task. My one task to pull the tip in, right? 
but my output isn't just pulling the tip in. That's just what I do. What, what I'm able to do after I pull the tip in is go to the units, go to the commanders, go to the UDMs and show them where these, where, where the problems are going to be happening two, three, four, five, six months down the road to take that tip in that I just pulled and line it up with my DERS or, or you know, with my readiness reporting and say, fuck, we're going to have a problem. Right. And then when we, you know, so, so that's, so that's what I apologize for. We have yet um, as senior leaders to put our people in a position to be successful. Right. You can, that's what we need to focus on. I think that's what the, no, I don't think, I know that's what that's career field is focusing on. We're focusing on putting each log planner, regardless of where you're at, regardless of whether you're total force or, you know, active duty guard or reserve, putting everybody in a position to be success, successful. Let's get away from that log plans privilege. How do we make it to where I don't care whether or not I'm lucky enough to be stationed with Kaylee Champion. I don't care if I'm lucky enough to have worked at a joint gig. The fact that I'm at Altus Air Force Base for the first three, four, five years of my career has no bearing on my on my worth as a log planner or my my position or my ability to promote because I have the training, the knowledge and experience at the tips of my fingers. And just because I, I haven't worked at a fighter base like Amiano doesn't mean that I don't fundamentally know what it takes to be a log planner at Aviano. We need to be able to get there, right? Um, because at if shit were, I really, I'm not speaking to the preaching the choir, uh, depending on what type of plan you support and what part of the world, right? Hypothetically, let's just say, I don't know of in my lifetime, uh, you know, or my time in the Air Force, if, I, if I'm ever going to be part of a war where people don't die, particularly my fellow log planners or me, right? So there are going to, God bless that we're in a war someday with another near peer and the folks uh, who are at, uh, I don't want to say a base and scare anybody, but let's say there's a, a, a base overseas that has fighters and day one of the war, that entire fucking base is gone. Guess what? You're going to have to pull log planners in from somebody else. And it's going to be, and it would be a shame if those log planners that we pulled were the log planners from Altus who have never seen a fighter in their life or, you know, or those particular fighters and got on the ground and couldn't day one, minute one, be operating at a high fucking level. That's where we need to be at as a career field. Right. And it's so, and we're going to get there. I, 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 I do believe, I'm not saying it just because of where I work at or my bosses, I know we're going to get there because you have no choice, right? We have no choice anymore. Like this is 20, 2021 is scary when it comes to potentially what's not, not just COVID. I don't care about COVID. I care about people in this world, countries in this world that don't like us and that are looking to actively harm us. Right. And so anyways, I'll get off my high horse. I, I apologize. Um, uh, but I'm passionate about that. It's like, it, it's, it's cool. So thank you guys so much for freaking, for, for having the courage to say that. Just, just, just to say it, right? Because you're just not saying it to Kaylee and I, you're saying it to the rest of the family that's going to be listening to this. Oh, by the way, you know who listens to this? And I know for a fact, our CFM, my boss, and the other chiefs, right? And so um, while we don't have an agenda on this show, I do have an internal agenda. And I've said this plenty of times before, is going forward, every single time Team Altus comes on, every single time we have an airman, a total force, a cross training, uh, a NCO, a senior NCO, come on. And everybody starts saying that they're the same things are hurting them. Our chiefs have nowhere to hide anymore. This is on social media. This is on Facebook, right? So when our chiefs, and I'm just saying, if our chiefs were to 
make the decision not to address it, we have problems, right? Mm -hmm. So thanks. So thank you guys. Uh, so I'll get off my rant. Um, Kaylee, what haven't we talked? What, what what do we want to know about these guys? Um, I don't even think we've asked them what the hell they do there. Like not 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 them, but like. But what is but what is your base? What is your but what is your like? Uh, pull tidbits. Yeah, pull tidbits. Yeah. Um, but like your base is like mission. Like, uh, what is? We, um, I actually just read it today. We um, tra we train uh, ex exceptional mobility airmen. It used to be deploying, but our last our present wing commander changed the deploying to training. So it kind of hurt our feelings. So, you know, we're in deployment. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we, we we train exceptional mobility airmen here at Altus. So that is the mission here. Readiness. I heard readiness. Yeah. Oh, well, a lot of readiness. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of readiness. Well, I so, think uh, that's really cool. Go ahead, Kaylee. I'm going to step away for this thing. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's cool, right? And um, as logistics planners, we, like Gonza said, we're going to be forced to be agile. We're going to be forced to be well-rounded. And I think that it's a cool experience you guys are getting there, um, especially working indoors, right? Oh, my favorite <laughs> word in the world. You guys are getting an incredible experience because I will say I never had the experience to really, so I will say art has always been my most favorite program to ever work. Um, I'm very passionate about art and all the things that it's capable of, but I didn't quite realize that readiness in itself comprised of so many different things and entities, right? So when we talk about that, right? So AATC primarily trains, you guys are training out there. Um, what does that involve for the IDRC? Um, I guess we don't really see as much movement as other bases only because our main mission is to train uh, we have the, we train for, what is it, loadmasters and pilots. And pilots. Mm -hmm. So other than that, um, our P-bands are surprisingly fairly small when we do end up deploying people out. So I think for us, it's just a lot more really, I guess, on readiness, making sure that when our our airmen's times do come to represent Altus and get deployed that they really are ready because since we feel at least that we have such a small footprint in that, we might have, we we need to make sure that everyone is really good to go. And that's what's so cool is you actually have the time to do it, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're being real, like at Nellis at ACC, I I didn't. I don't think that I personally grasp the concept of anything quite readiness because um, we were so busy pushing the AEF. Um, so the opportunity that you have there to have it kind of come full circle and understand what readiness is and, and how preparedness is necessary and much, very much so needed in order to meet the demands of the mission. Um, it's, it's important, it's critical, and you're going to take that experience elsewhere and give it to log planners who probably maybe have never seen it before or don't quite understand it or where it's reported to and who's actually looking at it and who really cares about all of those things and why we got to play war games, right? <laughs> so it's important. And what you guys do every day is important. So I hope that you feel a lot of pride in everything that you do every single day. Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> yeah, def definitely. And, uh, and Kaylee, uh, you, I, 
I hope I'm not misquoting you here. Um, when you talked about when, uh, some of those bases, especially the base you're at right now, right? Um, your customers there are very obvious because of the environment that you have, because of who you support there, right? Um, the op uh, depending on what type of, if you're privileged enough to be at a Langley, Aviano, a Lake Nathan, that's amazing, right? But how often do those log planners, how often can they shut down on a Friday, um, you know, two or three times a month and just train? Like probably slim the none, right? So yeah. on the flip side, you guys at Altus, not to, not to disrespect the mission that you have there, you're probably in a lot better position to be able to do those things, right? To sit down there and train and whatnot. Now, again, um, I, like I mentioned before, no disrespect to you, uh, uh, House, but you don't know what you don't know, right? And so, uh, uh, you know, you're, you might know art, you might know DERS, you might know this, but maybe you don't know support agreements. And so it's going to be tough to be able to go to, to, to make the connections, right? Other than just reading, you know, hey, here's a support agreement. So that's, so, so, so that's kind of a limitation. But here's what I'll offer you guys. And maybe you guys already know this, right? So uh, I spoke to Brian Sharp a couple of months ago uh, during another event that, that we had going on that he was helping me out with. And he mentioned that he does, um, he, I was just looking it up, he calls them micro learning sessions. And so Brian was telling me that what he'll do, um, uh, it, it, Wings will reach out to some different ATC uh, Wings, right? And they'll say, hey, Brian, I, um, do, do you have, uh, could you like host a training um, virtual with us on, and just pick a specific topic, right? And so what Brian does, he says, he calls them micro learning sessions where he, he can share a screen, right? And he basically walks you through a training session um, on, hey, um, I, I don't. I can't remember if the examples give me. Let's say you know readiness reporting. Let's just say support agreements. Let's just say um, uh, uh, you know how do I find out um, what operational plans or O plans comp plans that I support? You know for the different uh, you know for the different AORs. How the fuck do I set up a news group? Right? What are news groups? You know stuff like that. And so I would definitely please reach out to Brian Sharp. I know Smith, you you, you smiled when, when I mentioned his name, and and to see man, because like again, <laughs> take it definitely um, seek knowledge, take advantage of the fact that you guys are at Altus and you do have a little more time day to day um, to to set aside to only focus on log planners, right? And uh, and, and your well being, and do that, and and. and, and and I'll tell you, right, as somebody who's been at about four bases right now, um, I've seen people that have come out of heavy mobility, heavy fighter bases, and and, and they don't know. And, and they're still not the best strong. They're not the strongest log planner for whatever reason, right? Um, and I've seen other log planners that came out of bases who are a lot, a lot smaller, a, a lot quieter, a lot, not as busy, right? And they come out, and when and when you're talking about something or training, they're like, oh, yeah, it's this, this, and this. And you're like, God damn, how the fuck did you know that? You know, you came, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, so, you know, the privilege thing. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, uh, Kaylee's really good at giving inspirational um, messages and quotes and, and like she says, making good decisions, right? I'm not uh, by any means. But one thing that, that uh, and, and, and I, I say this just to kind of, just to kind of maybe help you guys like not, like not sweat the small shit um, is I found uh, to be successful, right, uh, and just Air Force wise and just uh, log plans wise, is I mean it's it's it was it's been very easy for me. I have not, I'm not the best by any means, but I but I've had a pretty good career. Um, when you come into work every day, man, you worry about one of two things, or answer one of two questions, right? How to better the team, how to better myself, right? 
team comes first, yourself comes second. If you come in every day and you're able to answer one, if not both, maybe something you're looking to do both those questions, you're going to have a very good career. All right. Uh, um, it, it's very, it's very easy. So uh, I, I do love this career field. I'm a, I'm a cross trainee, right? Um, it's been hard for me in this career field. I came from maintenance and I have no administrative backgrounds whatsoever. And so that's been tough. My communication skills have been tough, but, uh, but it, it's good, man. And, and I hope you guys, uh, um, and I hope, especially for all of you, you need the uh, uh, house. And if you see that there's other things outside the career field that you want to do, or tech school instructor, right? Um, uh, MTL, uh, you know, ALS, you know, do them. Do them. I promise you, um, it's only going to make you a better person, which is what comes first, right? It, screw being a, you know the best luck it's going to make you a better person so take advantage of those um uh any rumors that that chief griffith doesn't let anybody out no that's not a, that's not true um he there uh every single time that he can based on manpower and you know and whatnot uh he'll let people out he's let senior ncos out so um so take advantage of that uh definitely um so we've been going for about a, a, a almost an hour and a half uh Kaylee, is there anything that we, uh, I'll ask you guys first, Team Altus, is there anything we didn't cover? If you guys do have something else we want to talk about, please, we can still go, or I can, uh, Kaylee's a little late for her, <laughs> but. Um, no, I'm good. We're good. We're good. good. No, okay, so, um, so, so I'll say my little piece and then, and then Altus, uh, Team Altus, you guys get fi uh, your final thoughts and then Kaylee, uh, as always, take us out. But hey, I just want to thank you guys for being on here. Um, I, uh, the, uh, we said it many times. The reason that we created this, this podcast that we started to do this is just to, to, to hear, to give people a voice, right. And to hear people's stories. Uh, it, it's nice to go to the AEF conference twice a year in May and December. Right. But as people who as somebody who's been there quite a few times, it's the same old fuckers going every time. Right. And so, <laughs> and so, and so this, this is nice, man. This is nice to be able to uh, to network with with the family and just be able to share ideas, man. Nobody knows everything. If there was one person in our career field who was the smartest person and had their shit together, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in as a family right now, right? So Superman doesn't exist, um, uh, or Sir or Wonder Woman doesn't exist. But collectively, if uh, uh, I do believe that we're this is the Log Plants family, Total Force is a huge piece, a huge uh, uh, pizza pie, right? And all it takes is just all thousand slices having one piece of the information and as long as you're sharing it man that pizza is going to taste very fucking good but as soon as people don't share their part or do their part now you're going to get a shitty product right which is where we're trying to get away from uh, uh i'll give one last plug if you guys haven't seen it at team uh, altus it was posted on the log plans facebook as well as sent out to the ido superintendent distro by air force imsc uh, we're going to do our, our our inaugural log plans ted talk event on december 9th I don't have the time in front of me, but um, uh, it's going to be the first event. The reason we're doing it is because I think we asked a couple months ago on the Facebook page, hey, would you guys want to do this like a professional development thing that we did live on like Facebook Live or Zoom or whatever? And this is what spurned it, right? So your career field leader saw it. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay. We can't ignore them. People on social media said they wanted it. So we have a senior master sergeant, uh, Andy Morris, who's actually uh, Mr. Andy Morris, works at the Pentagon. He's a reservist out of Langley. And uh, he's going to be talking about uh, your, your, our national security documents, right? Uh, he's going to give that, hell, what are they? Um, why the hell we should care? 
and why it's important for us to have them as log planners and how we and the output we have to our customers by knowing those, right? That's going to be the very first one. Um, uh, it'll be live for those who can't attend. Uh, we're going to upload it to a SharePoint so you guys, and then probably YouTube as well too, so you guys can go uh, take a look at it and, and watch it later. But that's going to be huge because what we're trying to do is get people who are SMEs in specific areas, right? Uh, so that, hey, maybe we have somebody in the future who's a, who's a readiness SME who can not only talk about, give you the book definition on DERS and ART, but can kind of make the correlation, the connections to be like, hey, when we're uh, looking at our tip bids, this is how the readiness piece impacts the deployment piece, which impacts the planning piece. And then, you know, to be able to do that, um, we'd like to have people on like Kaylin Bruce, right? That, that uh, whose episode we just dropped today on the podcast, who are financial experts, man. How many airmen uh, uh, have questions about finance, uh, financial management and like investing? What if we had a professional development session where we had a SME who was good, at, who, who was an expert in that, and just let him talk for an hour and share all that training experiences? And it's those things like that that are slow. That that it's gonna it's a take it's gonna take a while, but it's those things that are break are they're breaking those walls and getting past those notions that log planners or or people senior leaders, right, the old heads like you guys said, who have the experience don't care because we very much do. It's just you got it's 2020 we got to get fucking creative on how we give it to somebody right and so but anyways um I'll, I'll get off my hires thank you guys so much uh for coming on um definitely reach out if you guys have any questions i'm always there uh to help you can find me on the global anthony uh uh middle initial p for paul gonzalez um yeah so team altis your final thoughts uh yes i would like to shout out myself to chief griffith um <laughs> A1C Amanda Edwards. I would like to be an uh, not. I would like to be an instructor at Lackland um, when I become <laughs> of rank. And I was told that <laughs> I don't understand what's so funny. But I was told that as a loggy, we you know it's going to be hard to do certain things like you mentioned. But obviously, you told me it's not impossible. Um, you know, honor guard things like that out of the question. I would like to be an instructor. I am very smart. I got a high score on my CDCs. Oh I learned fast. <laughs> I absorb, I ask a lot of questions. As you can see, I'm sociable. The class, the class, well, not classmates, but the students, pupils, representatives <laughs> of log logistics would love me. So as soon as I reach staff or tech, please remember my name. A1C Amanda Edwards. Don't plan on getting married anytime soon, so it won't change. Um, thank you. That's all is I that, have to say. Hey, real quick, is that uh, you want to be a like a, a, a TI or you want to be a, a, a tech school instructor? No, no, tech school instructor. I, okay. This is actually the I, I would like to be the MTI. Okay, uh, so. Aaron, Aaron Alexis Smith, <laughs> formerly known as Senior Aaron Pena, but I got divorced. Uh, <laughs> I would like to be an MTI one day in the future. Um, hopefully I make staff this year. If not, maybe next year. Um, also, Chief Griffith, shout out to you. Um, if you want to like move me from another <laughs> to another base, you can go ahead and do that. Call up your buddies. Something, sir. But um, I just want to give a shout out to my mentors too. Um, Tech Sergeant um, Franklin, uh, Tech Sergeant Derman, Master Sergeant Early, uh, Tech Sergeant Man, Tech Sergeant Granger, everybody that molded me into the wonderful airman I am today. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Staff Sergeant Nancy Story. Um, 
Anyway, so yes, yeah, so as as after she's finished yelling at the airmen, at the, the trainees at BMT, I would like I to bring them. Yes, I would like to furthermore that we have work experience together. We work well together. Rapport, we're like peas in a pie. Rapid mobility, airmen. I just would like to teach what I because like you said, you want to be a better leader than the leaders that led you. Well. Yes, I know Sergeant Champion actually had great leaders, and I mean I have great leaders too. But not everybody gets that has that experience. I'm done, but thank you, Chief, so, Chief Griffith. Um, a one C Amanda Edwards. See Aaron, Aaron, You can reach me on the global. So LGRDS. So I'll um. I'll pass it along. I'll burst the bubble right now. So um, so Chief has no say. And who gets picked to be an intelligence instructor, right? Um, now, having said that, um, if you if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, email it's anthony anthony at us.af.mil. Um, I personally know a few of the instructors, right? I could put you in contact with them, not because um, they're going to be able to get you a job, but just if you had questions on what exactly you're asking for and what you're getting into, right? Um, uh, maybe it'd be good to sit, sit to sit down with those ladies and kind of pick their grain, right? Uh, uh, as far as volunteering for that, I would definitely ask them to, uh, it used to be an AMS job. It still might be an AMS job, but, but I'm not too sure. Right. So that, that was for you, Edwards. So for you, Smith, um, here's what I'll, I'll echo what chief says, right? So like chief has mentioned before, uh, he, uh, he approves people to leave the career field. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but chief has no way or shape or form picks who gets accepted to those special duties. If you never volunteer, you ain't gonna get picked up, right? Because mm -hmm. when, when you volunteer for those DSD jobs, um, I'm pretty sure you know you have to get, you know make it out of the wing first, or you know get you know from your leadership there, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to do it, volunteer. I I don't know if it's the very last step, but pretty damn one of the last steps will be him getting notification whether or not he would release you or not. But he'll never get that if you don't try. So you want to do something else, volunteer. <laughs> No, seriously, if you want to do something else, volunteer. If you don't know what courses are out there, I, I don't. I've been out of the wing for about two and a half years. I would say talk with your uh, with your shirt right there or or maybe the career assistance advisor and, and see if they uh, if there's like a list of all those DSD jobs, you know, and what times of the year that they come out. But, uh, anyways, no, thank you guys so much. Uh, <laughs> Bracely, Bracely would have loved to hear you guys uh, self-plug and promote yourselves. We need more people like that. <laughs> Seriously, we need more people like that that are willing to put their names out there. Closed mouths don't get fed, right? So thank you, uh, ladies. Kaylee, take us out. Teammates, a couple weeks ago, I challenged you to reflect on three core values, unity, empowerment, and pride. This is how we're going to know if you listen to the entire episode or not. I want you guys to drop in the comments your self-reflections um, and reflections that you did with your team on those three core values. What do they mean to you? And how do you see those three core values in your own work centers? We want to know. We want to hear it. We need ideas because there are projects in the works that will come out to the career field soon. So we need to hear it. We all need to input on this. Don't forget the call to leadership. We need your help, teammates. Make good choices. Stay safe, <laughs> have fun, and be intentional with your actions. We're out, teammates. Have a great week. We're out, guys. Take care. <laughs>